Hello and welcome to The Get, a podcast, YouTube channel, and Instagram community designed to give you everything you need to get the life you want. I'm your founder and co-host, Vix Raytano. This podcast is also co-hosted by Vanessa Cecchio of Bachata and Barbells. Together, we are two fierce founders, business coaches, and female entrepreneurs who know a thing or two about bootstrapping everything to get the life we want. We speak with female entrepreneurs in our Get Inspired Heard series, as well as share our own journeys of survival, thrival, and more. Join us on Instagram at the Get Podcast and learn more about how you can be on the show by visiting sixborough.agency backslash the Get Podcast. This podcast is produced by Sixborough Agency, the creative digital agency, content production house, and performance marketing company that I launched in 2015 in six weeks as a six-figure business. This podcast will feature a little bit of dirty language every now and again, so you may want to pop those headphones in as we get into it. Hey, hey. Thanks for listening to The Get. You've got this great panel. Hey, Vanessa Cecchio. We're here doing our VNV thing uh, that we do every Friday-ish to share tips, tricks, rants, and more with you. Uh, and I can't wait to get into it, Vanessa. Yeah, same. Let's do it, girl. All right. So today we're talking about women supporting women, which is a big thing that we do and believe in. But we're also talking about why men suck. No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes. So maybe a little bit. <laughs> maybe a little bit. Listen, I love men. I love to date them. They make great, you know, children. Like, they make great friends. Men are awesome, but they are also awesomely challenging. Yes, they are. And, you know, I have a phenomenal husband who gets the whole feminism thing. But when it comes to working with men in business, uh, things get a little difficult. And as much as... I wish that I could say as, you know, women, we have obviously come a very long way, but we still have a lot of work to do when it comes to working with men in business. I think so. I think a lot of it has to do with, you know, men not being trained the way that we're trained. For example, mm -hmm. men support each other. Like that's never a, a question. They just give each other props. They give each other tips. They help each other get jobs women are always trained to fight with one another, to compete. We're set up to compete with one another by society from a very early age, whether it's competing for time, resources, affection, you name it, society sets us up in that way. And I find, because I work with men and women, as I know you do, that a lot of the women I work with deal with scarcity as opposed to men. Like men Absolutely. don't really think about that. They have their own challenges, their own anxieties, but, and, and I, you know, I, I think this is not like a global conversation. I just find in the five years that I've had my business, there has been a shift. And in the over 12 years that I've been quote unquote working in the real world, there's a definite difference. Like when I first started working in Manhattan as an intern, I used to watch men on the subway. Like, you know, your girl's been single for over a decade, but yeah. uh, I've, I always watch men in the subway. And this was like 2009, 2010, like mm -hmm. back 2008, 9, 10. And I would notice how much space they took up. 
Mm-hmm. And this was when I was first working in an office. Like, and then I would notice how they took up space in a conference room where women would go to sit on the end of the room, make sure that they were out of the way. And men would like take a seat at the table, whether or not they were a higher level employee an intern or whatever. Like they always made sure they took up space. And as I got into the working world, like once I graduated college and I was working in corporate and all this stuff, I started to just take up more space. Like Mm -hmm. deliberately, I would stand with my feet so wide that I almost was in a squat. Like it was a very deliberate thing. And I would puff up a little bit. Like, and I still do that right before a meeting. You know, they say that there is something to be said for standing like like Wonder Woman for a good 90 seconds before you have to go into any meeting. Mm -hmm. Because it gives you extra courage. And sometimes when I'm on a conference call, I do that too. Mm -hmm. But I also noticed that they would, they are very quick and we know mansplaining, like all these things are things that we talk about, make fun of with memes. But when you live it on a daily basis, it is draining because men don't think about other people. So I always say, think like a woman, but uh, think like a man, live like a woman. So men are very deliberate. Like, this is what they're going to do. This is how it works. If everybody else needs to make accommodations, so be it. But women consider other people. Absolutely. And you know what? I think it's safe to say we both work in an industry that is predominantly men. And mm-hmm. I've personally noticed over the years um, becoming more aware of how, even though, you know, I've had a lot of people come to me and say, well, do you feel like you have some type of disadvantage because you're a woman in the industry. And usually my initial reaction is, no, I don't. Because I feel like I've been so conditioned to think that I don't. But when I actually sit down and think about it, or I'm put into a situation where I think about it, that's when it hits me. And that's when I'm like, oh, I am acting this way because I've been conditioned to think this. Mm. I am acting this way when I'm with clients in the gym. If I'm taking up too much physical space, my initial reaction is to move out of the way for people. But I've been finding myself more recently taking up more and more physical space because I don't have to move for anyone. My clients who are women don't have to move for anyone in the gym. And there's a type of taking up space physically as well as taking up space mentally, you know? Um, I know I think it it takes a certain confidence to definitely like quote unquote stand up to a man but it's also once you have that realization of like I'm not going to take it anymore you become more aware of when it happens and you become more determined to not let it happen anymore I agree with that. And I actually have been, had the pleasure of taking Vanessa's classes on Tuesday mornings at Intrepid in Hoboken, Elite Turf. Uh, She kicks my ass. It's my favorite day of the week. (laughs) It's the only class I have left. It's a a good one. It's a great class. But what I, you know, obviously I haven't worked with you in that way yet. I haven't had the pleasure. And to see you in your element, it's interesting because we are so similar and, and like I do the same thing. Like, when I use a dumbbell, um, a barbell rather, it takes up a lot of space. And for the longest time, using a barbell in the gym made me super uncomfortable. Yeah. Unless I was going to a class where everybody else was using them and like it was okay to take up space. But today when you told us to like claim our spot, I took every time I went and I took my space as like big as I wanted, as far out as I wanted. And, you know, it's interesting because we do that, right, Mm -hmm. in all areas of our life, and then it shows up in different areas. Absolutely. So 
like I can go into a business meeting and be like, no, this is my resume dick, as I call it, and uh-huh. like throw it around. <laughs> Come but then I could leave the meeting and text you and be like, oh my God, did I talk about myself too much? Like, mm, did uh-huh. I did I say too many good things? Like, no, you. Ha- I want business. You want business. We have to talk about why we're qualified. Men don't right. go into meetings and doubt their qualifications. And then after they tout their very impressive qualifications, they don't say, Ooh, should I not have said that? Yeah. They don't do that. No, they don't. They don't. That thought doesn't even cross their minds. And you know, we could go down a whole rabbit hole about why it's so annoying that we have to deal with that and we don't, but that's a whole nother conversation. But you know, it's the whole fact that they don't even have to worry about that, that, I feel like makes us a little more self-conscious when it comes to stepping up, especially if you've never done it before. I mean, I know that that personally for me. And then it also like gets me heated too. It finds me wanting to yep. say things like, well, you don't know what it's like. <laughs> and like mm-hmm. saying shit like, cause I said so, but that's not the way the world works. If I was able to say to every man, you don't know what it's like. And they'd be like, you know what, Vanessa, you're right. I don't know what it's like. You can have this or you can do that. Then we wouldn't be having this conversation right now, but that's not how it goes. Well, and the whole reason that I have, you know, that, that I asked you to do this with me for the get and that the get is a completely separate entity from like my personal digital creator Instagram is because I want to be really real here. Like yeah. I want to get real in a space that doesn't impact my business. I do hope those of you that are listening will look at our businesses because the whole point of being able to have a platform is to promote ourselves, yeah. something that we all have to get clear about. But For me, these are the conversations, you know, this is why I do what I do. I started my business to make space because space wasn't made for me Mm -hmm. and space is never made for us. Like being, I've always resonated with the disruptor as somebody who like shakes shit up. And I think that that when you're younger can be uncomfortable. So I was so committed to this idea of being disruptive, of being shocking and striking that I like forgot to be in alignment with myself, which is something we'll mm-hmm. talk about in a separate episode because you're amazing at alignment. But I, I also think that as we get more awake, and by that I mean as we align with our true purpose and connect to our intuition through uh-huh. whatever modalities we choose, tarot, uh, you know, whatever, whatever we choose, journaling, right? Yeah. Right. Journaling, Oracle cards, you name it, whatever you, whatever makes numerology, whatever makes you feel good. I think the the more we lean into that, and that is truly the divine femme, right? Like that is all of, that's feminine, no matter what, like men don't really have domain over those things. And I, I think that as we can connect to that more, we start to feel even more aware of other people where men don't really ever connect to that. So they don't like, you know, I am an empath and I think you also identify with that, like getting to, and and I think every entrepreneur has some empathic qualities Mm -hmm. and every creative person does because you can't create or work with people in a one-on-one or a group coaching environment with, or even like a team based environment without being able to 
identify and understand other people's needs. Absolutely. Because what it comes down to is everyone you're working with, and this is one of the things that I try to hone into the most with my clients, whether it's in person, online, pretty much any person that I come into contact with is to remind them that they are a human. Above all, you're a human. So you're going to go through all different stages in your life. You're going to go through all different feelings. You're not going to be a robot. And I think a lot of people get so caught up with, especially in this area, that like roboticness of go, go, go all the time, that they are, they forget that they are a human and they don't have someone to remind them that they are. So that's something that I always try to like hone in on in my business. And back to you saying how you created your business to create that space a huge reason why I created my business was to help women step into their strong so it could come out in other parts of their life. Like half of my clients can probably go out and do their own thing right now. But the reason why they continue to train with one of the reasons why they continue to train with me is because I help them pull that strength that maybe they're not aware of or they weren't aware of that they had. Everyone has a different type of strength within them. And the the coolest part about being in the gym, the gym and movement and especially working with a barbell is when you've never done it before and you do it, it's such a, a feeling of like, holy shit, I am strong. And that reverberates throughout the rest of your life and everything else that you do in your life. 100%. And I'm, I'm really thinking about, and I've been sharing this on my personal handle at Victory Tano. I am really thinking a lot about systems and productivity and and how I leverage my systems for success mm-hmm. to help other people because I like I get up every day at 4:15 like every day yeah Monday to Friday on the weekends I get up but then I go back to sleep till 6:30 because having a routine has always been so comforting for me <laughs> yeah, who that, Frank? Can you hear her clucking? No, that's Nola. She likes to cluck. <laughs> Can you not, please? We're live. Fiona is in the background doing her little bird noises where she breathes in and out, like a little xylophone. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're just, they make us our She clucks. So that's what I we say. That. She'll like sit I and love any noise she hears, she clucks and she barks. Then she runs to the door and Frank's the muscle and he just runs behind her. And then nothing happens. <laughs> You got your back, girl. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I can't. Dogs, dogs are hilarious. But I mean, that's a kind of funny thing, right? Frank's a boy. Noel's a girl. Like, yeah, they, she fucking you know, calls the shots in this house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's like, you know, again, the more things that you look at when it comes to your own systems for success. Like you could be an engineer. You don't have to be a traditionally creative person, somebody who creates videos or graphics or art or whatever. You're still creative because being human is creative. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I love that you talk about like how we are stuck in this glorification of busy. And we really are. It is this area. But I also think that it's this like negative hustle culture. And, you know, my other thing is like, I love when people say be hungry. No, like, or that like hungry is not necessarily a good thing. Like, I think we take a lot of words and when women step into them or use them, then they become negative. 
like aggressive. Yeah. Being aggressive or assertive for a man is still a good thing. For a woman, it's still in some circles has negative connotations. Yeah. I mean, we've talked about this. I think we talked about this on the last podcast. Like being aggressive has such a negative notation to it as a, as a woman. Like, yes. you know, being called, like you were saying, like you've had some, uh, you know, past employers, like say how aggressive you are. And that was a bad thing. You know, I've been called aggressive right. my whole life and people are like, you need to calm down. You're too aggressive. But you know what? Maybe I don't want to fucking calm down. Maybe I want to continue right. to be aggressive in my own capacity because it's not a negative thing. Just because I'm a woman doesn't mean it's a negative thing. Just because I'm not running around like shitting out rainbows and butterflies doesn't mean that I can't step into my own like feminine way of being aggressive. Correct. Well, and the other thing too, so the Super Bowl just passed and two killer women like slayed. There's yes. no other word for Holy it, right? Shit. Their mother, J-Lo is, in, is fucking 50. Like, do you know it was Shakira's no birthday no. too on the Super Bowl? It was her birthday, yeah. yeah. She turned 43. Yeah, she's phenomenal. My my favorite meme is the Golden Girls meme where they show uh, Blanche at 50 in 1985 uh-huh. versus J-Lo at 50 now. Yeah. And, you know, I do. I, I think that we have evolved our idea as we were, you know, as we get married later. And and this is not just for women, but I think in a patriarchal society, there are a lot of social constructs that really just no longer apply. Yeah. And, you know, that's part of like that. And we did talk about this on another podcast, like what it means to be a feminist. But like, to me, that is what it means to be a feminist, because guess what? When we step up, we are happier. We are more successful. And that's just good for everybody. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. there's no negative to women having more power unless you're a mediocre man who is who fears that. And that's really not my problem. But But even though, even as I say this in strong declarations, I will put this out there and worry that people are not going to work, want to work with me because they're going to automatically assume that I am like a man hater, which is so far from the truth. Yep. Yep. So, so far from the truth. Like I can't, I can't stress enough enough how much this is not a man hating uh, podcast, conversation. but it is, it, it is a conversation how there still is a very big difference in, you know, the patriarchal society and especially like, like, uh, the industries that we work in, we see it every day. And the more introspective we've gotten into ourselves, the more we're aware of it. Did you, I don't think we've talked since I, um, since my last book club meeting, but did you ever read the book, The Power? No. Okay. So it was, I think it was named- uh, the two, it was like two two hello, 2017. It was like best book of the year or whatever. I'm going to be completely transparent. Okay. I didn't finish the book because I wasn't a hundred percent linked in with the writing, but the concept because I book read club is really about, honestly, no, really and you know what? The, <laughs> the best part, the best part about the book club is there's four women and one man. And this man who's in it is very in touch with all his feelings. I love, I love him more than anything. Um, he it. finished it. And only one other person in our book club, who's my sister finished it. So they're the only ones. Anyway, this book, I'm sure some listeners have read it before. The whole concept behind the book is that one day there is this catastrophic thing that happens and women get the power to inflict pain or death on anyone 
So the whole book is literally the script flipped. So it's like men are the one living in fear of women. Women are the ones that have the job. Women are the ones that run the world. And the, the whole concept behind it, and like I said, I didn't finish the book, but the whole concept, concept actually like reading parts of it and seeing it in your eyes with the script flipped is, was so interesting. And was it made you just think through so many different layers of what would it be like if women really did run the world because we had that physical power to be able to shut someone down if they got out of hand? You know, it was like, right. a- I mean, that is the thing. Women, no matter what, will never be stronger than men. No. And I say that as somebody who has been in a situation where I had a man physically assault me yeah. and I didn't, you know, I, and I'm talking about that more now than ever. And like, again, that's a, that's a totally different topic, but I, I always thought Psh, I'm, that that would never happen to me. Yeah. That's, uh, that's not, I'm not that kind of woman. Wrongly. Like I had all these preconceived notions about quote unquote, the type of woman that would be subject to some man's abuse. Right. But it doesn't matter. Like, and also I'm strong. Like it's you, but you don't, you're, you could be as strong as you want to be, yeah. but when you're five, three and the other person is six, four or right. whatever, it's never going to be equal. Mm-hmm. And like, there was this great ad series a few years back where they flipped the fifties, the like ads from mid century and stuff like from the forties, fifties and sixties, where all the ads used to focus on like a woman serving her husband, right? Mm-hmm. Like, or bringing her cigarette, whatever, right? Bringing breakfast in bed, et cetera. So they flipped it and redid them similar style, but made the man in the woman's role and the woman in the man's role. Right. And when I, I like heard I it, this. I was like, yeah, I was like, look, this is great to see representation in different ways, but why does it have to be that one is subservient to the other? Ah, like, I love that point. That's such a good point. I don't believe that a partnership is that way. And I think, you know, I almost have to say like the whole idea of partnership, you know, from the LGBTQIA community really like using that word partner as a, as opposed to husband wife like obviously whatever word fits your union uh-huh. is the word for you but i think that once we open up our concept of what this means like i don't want to you know i have friends who have gotten married i know you're married like and i look at these relationships and i'm like this is interesting like i want a little bit of this i don't want any of that i want some of this i want some of that but like <laughs> I am always impressed, and I don't know Alex like very well, but anytime I've seen you out, you are partners. You are not like just from body language, from the way that you are with each other. Like it's a very intentional thing. I can yeah. tell that. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's something that. But, but I think that's the whole point. Yeah, well, that's the whole thing about a relationship, right? Like you know, right. it's a it's a partnership. That person is your partner. Like him and I we always talk about like how we're a team. Like if we ever get in a fight, which we do because we're a normal fucking couple, like he always makes it a point to say like, we are a team. We need to be on the same side. And every time that happens, there's like, yes, you are right. As a, as a couple, as a partnership, no matter what that partnership is or consists of, you are a team. And that's how, well, 
and professionally. Yes, I, that, I think yes, that, that that's what I was. Liter- you literally take the words out of my mouth. <laughs> oh, you know. <laughs> no, but that's the thing. Like, I don't understand why you know. So the have you ever done the love languages test? I have, but I forget what I am. <laughs> but I have okay, done it. You before. guys should do it together because so there's the love languages obviously it was originally for couples but now there's love languages for single people and a few years ago I wrote this blog on how we can approach love languages for business and they Mm -hmm. do have a book on that but it had really inspired me to think about you know words are something that I think about all the time how we use them what they actually mean what we make them mean you know we have the power to use words however we want yeah that's like I feel like the one not the one thing we have left, but that is something that will never leave us. Like we will always have words. We will always have words. We will always have words to be able to create uh, our feelings or what we see or what we want, what we desire. Like I think that's part of the, as a writer, that's part of the draw to being a writer is words mean so much when actions are behind them. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. So in this, I thought love equals appreciation, right? Because that's all we're really saying. Like love is this word and it's, you know, it's February, it's the month of love, but love is this word that people attribute power to, mm-hmm. right? Because it is. Love, love is powerful, but it, it can be both sides of powerful. It has a light and a dark. Absolutely. I think that and and to me, the true love of like change that, you know, that like love that turns you from the beast into the prince, right? If you want to go back to a Disney reference, uh-huh. <laughs> that is self-love. Like I'm on this mission where to me, the only love that can change your fate is self-love. Mm-hmm. Because if you put your fate, your appreciation, your everything in another person, in a job, in a in a pet, in a, a geographical location, all of those things can go away. Yeah. And yet you stand firm in who you are. You take you wherever you go. Mm-hmm. You are the but one that's always, always going to have your back. Like I always say that Correct. to my, my clients that I work with. Um, you are the one that you can depend on. You are the one that's going to that's your foundation, that's your core, that's your hype woman, like, or man, like you are the one that you can depend on. So you need that self-love and whatever that self-love is, because that's a bunch of different, that's very layer two, but you need that in order to grow right. and to live your life how you want to live it. And that's where, for me, this idea of self-appreciation, self-respect mm-hmm. is interchangeable with self-love. Self-love is just the word of the moment, right? It's the movement du jour, mm-hmm. love, and like, oh, it's like mindfulness, like blah, like all these things, healthy living, healthy body, like all these things kind of get swept up by one of my favorite it's words. It's fucking trendy. Cultural. Right. Well, it's the cultural zeitgeist. Like that's what it is, right? It's like this whole like oh, this is what everybody's doing, so let's, like, make it a thing. And, like, that's fine, but the point is it has to stand on its own independent of a fucking hashtag. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) Like, so over this shit. Like, you could be mindful all you want. There was this really funny meme that I shared with one of my friends, and it was who's also gluten-free. 
So it was basically like me in my car listening to music about murder and uh, listening to hip hop about like murder and death as I go to get my gluten free vanilla cupcake. Uh-huh. <laughs> like that's you know, that, but again, we are all we have so many layers, and every human we interact it with comes in with their own baggage. And I think we were texting about this where I was like, you know, I'm learning that just because somebody is uncomfortable with the baggage or the because your accomplishments fits fits in your baggage too, uh-huh. right? Like it's not. Baggage is not always a negative thing. Right. We say it's negative, but like all of your life experiences are in your baggage. And that's the baggage that you choose to keep with you your whole life because it makes you who you are. You know, mm-hmm. can't walk around mm-hmm. here naked. I mean, you can, but like, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's, it's not necessarily uh, approved. So, or universally approved. So my whole thing is that if I have baggage that, that needs to accommodate yours, it doesn't have to stay out of the room. It can stay in the room and I can put it on top or on the side or whatever, like learning to accommodate other people to bring us back to the main topic of today's discussion is something that women have always had to do Mm -hmm. where men are now learning it and some of them are happy to do it, but there are other men who are so angry and so- Or just fucking blind to it, which might actually be worse. What's worse, knowing and not wanting to or being so blind to it? That's what's in my head right now. Well, and it's like being blind to it in that you make it a point to not only not accommodate, but to go out of your way to make things difficult. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how do we change it? That's a good question. I think we got to keep having conversations like this. And, you know, if this conversation, if someone listening, this conversation opens up your mind to be like, you know what, I'm going to be more observant of that. And you are able to observe that type of behavior and not be okay with it and call it out. That's, I think that's how this movement continues to happen. You know, like, We've come such a long way. Like I said before, we've come such a long way and we have a way to go. But the more we do it together, the faster and the better it's going to be. I agree 100%. And I actually would like us to do a VNV plus he podcast where we bring a guy on to talk about this. Because I think that could be really cool. Like I, you know, so part of I think what's happening right now, and I'll make this a little short, uh, is that we yell at each other because there's so much political strife and and there's just strife. Like people are angry and people have a right to be angry, but we've stopped having conversations and we've started having shouting matches or completely avoiding topics altogether. And I think that that's where society really devolves, if you will, Mm -hmm. because we have to have conversations. Like Otherwise, we're cave people. Yeah, you know, slamming our our fists we're on back the ground. To the beginning, if we stop having right. conversations, if we stop actually talking to one another, and especially when it comes to like hard conversations or just regular conversations, like sitting yes. at the end of the night with someone, having a talk with them rather than sitting on your cell phone and well, thinking about yes. having a talk. That's a whole nother fucking topic. But yes being di- totally connected and yet yeah. incredibly disconnected. Having conversations I, I really, are so important. And I really like welcome these conversations. I have a lot of hard conversations with people because to me, and I had a professor who said this, if you're not making people think you're not doing your job. Mm-hmm. 
And yes, that was much more relevant when I was planning to be a journalist. Right. But I still feel that content creators have a responsibility on their platform to be aware of the things that they're saying. And I try to do that. Like, I'm not saying I'm perfect. There's definitely things that I have relearned. There's definitely things that I have changed the way that I say certain things. And there's there's other things that I have learned are uncomfortable or, you know, you, you learn. Like, it, But if we don't have these conversations, no one learns anything. Right. So I can't know what makes you, Vanessa, or you, anybody listening to this, uncomfortable if we don't have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't have to be like, well, you're in, you don't care about me. Well, no, it's like, hey, did you realize that like this made me feel this way? And mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, um, let's, let's adjust. Or I'm sorry that made you feel that way. I hear you. However, uh-huh. this is where I'm coming from. Right. Right. Yeah. Those- because having a conversation doesn't mean like taking back what you feel either. Like you get to make space for you. Yeah. You shouldn't have to compromise yourself just because someone else doesn't have the same type of communication or feelings that you do. I was having this conversation with a friend last week about like how, when, when does the line stop of like you having to change because someone else doesn't communicate that way or someone else doesn't uh process things the way that you do you know like why should you have to change because they don't do that and why should they have to change because you don't understand it that way like when does that line kind of stop when do we stop changing for each other and and literally listening to each other and allowing because you know that's the thing that's the beauty of working with men and women i went to an old girls catholic high school there was a lot of unlearning that I had to do when I went to college. Yeah. It was weird to be in classes with men, but it did teach me at a very pivotal point in my development that my thoughts, ideas, concerns, questions were as valid as anyone else in the room. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole point. You, Your voice can stand in any room as long as you're willing to have a conversation. Yeah. Yep. I completely agree. That's it. Well, we, so one other thing before we go that we want to touch on really quickly is that because we believe in women supporting women and supporting men, Mm -hmm. we are hosting a international women's day event in Hoboken at one soul uptown Hoboken. And it's going to happen on March 8th, which is international women's day. Yes. And it's also a Sunday. So this is going to help you beat the Sunday scaries. We'll share more information soon. Um, but if you head over to Fit Business with V&V, you could sign up for our newsletter and be on the list when we release tickets and more information, as well as our panel of speakers. Yes, because we are going to have some very powerful women, some very powerful local women as speakers and on that panel. And it's going to be, you're going to be able to take a lot away from that as well as have real life conversations like we just did. Yeah, 100%. So thank you as always for being open, honest, and real with me. Always, girl, always. We will see you next Friday-ish. Yes, next Friday-ish. Peace out, homies.